Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Couple Nurses Podcast with amazing hosts, myself and Matthew. Today, we're going to start off real quick, just talk a little bit about, about what's going on in our lives, about what we're doing, about some Frontline Warriors, our amazing website that we officially have, have got up. And we've been you know, pretty busy with just website develop, development, you could say. We all, you all know that we come from nursing backgrounds, so this is something new to us. We did build the Couple Nurses website, but this one's a whole different thing to tackle and exactly. it's been fun so so far we got the landing page set up now we're working on the pillar pages because you guys know there's gonna be five pillars um and we're just gonna slowly build that out get some cool content out for you guys but things are moving moving fairly quickly just a lot a lot lots to do a lot of back-end stuff which is a cool learning experience it takes time yeah and on the personal end where we have one month left to our travel nursing contract so wrapping that up and we're gonna take a break we're gonna mm-hmm. go back to chicago so we're figuring out some plans Prior to Chicago, we're going to probably plan a trip somewhere, you know, out of state. So we're working on that. Yeah, we're looking trying to go to Hawaii and then Washington and possibly Oregon, right? So we're going to try and do a lot of stuff. And, of course, we're going to vlog that all for you. And it's always a fun time on these vlogs. We haven't left California for, for a little bit. We've yeah. been consistently hanging out over here and just vlogging locally and just checking out L.A., checking out this Long Beach area. And it's, it's been fun, too. But I think I'm ready to... A, take a break from nursing, and then B, leave the state for a little bit again. I know, it'd be nice, man. Plus, like, this whole month, we, like, stopped traveling, stopped doing anything, like, outdoors, and we've literally, literally been sacrificing our time to get everything up. So it's fun watching everything grow, and here we are in this yeah. episode 110. And it's cool because we started out with, like, travel vlogs, and now we're doing more vlogs geared toward towards nursing. The nursing experience, we vlogged a little bit about day shift, we vlogged a little bit about our orientation, now we're going to do some vlogs about actually working day shift, because Matt and I have switched from night shift with a new, new contract, and it's a little bit of a different experience. Nursing is fairly universal, but there are some differences between nights and days. There definitely is, and I would say that also, just wrap things up, jeez, uh, what, what else we have going on? I wanted to say that, we're oh, the guests is what I wanted to say. That we finally have our schedules, like when it comes to nursing, you don't know when your schedules are, so we finally have that open. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get some great guests on, and th- and the guests are going to resemble things that we like and are passionate about. So mindfulness, wellness, we're going to keep talking about nutrition, fitness, and connect things and get people from the conscious movement, like people that are like yogis and maybe some spiritual healers. We want to talk to and deal with you could say these approaches to health and medicine that we haven't really looked in real deeply. You know, I'm down to look at some, you know, holistic medicines, just things like that that are still on the rise, but are still not very, very known. And yes. that's cool because with Frontline Warriors and a couple of nurses, we take a holistic approach to everyday living, even when it comes to the hospital. Matt and I work in hospitals, so we see the medical side of things, the nursing side of things, the healthcare side of things. And that's just half of the work, right? Because the primary reason why people come to hospital is to get fixed. But then you have to stay healthy and maintain. You know, think of hospital or, or like a clinic as like an auto body shop. You come and get your thing fixed and then you're coming get your car fixed. And then rest is kind of up to you with maintenance and stuff like that. So we want to hit, hit both. Exactly. The holistic approach. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of day shift and night shift. We've worked both shifts primarily nights now we're doing days and we're going to shed some light on what it is like to be working both shifts when it comes to quality of life the teamwork the balance the pace of shifts i think 
both shifts have amazing opportunity. Depends on what you want to do. You want to get money. You want to learn more. You want to have more autonomy. So we're going to tackle all that. Yeah, the number one main difference between day shift and night shift is the, the sleep. The quality of sleep, the amount of sleep, and just sleep in general. By working nights, you literally flip your body into a rhythm that is not naturally known to it. Because yes. as humans, as mammals, we sleep during the, during the night and, we, and we're awake during the day. That's how we're programmed to work. Our circadian rhythm focuses that way and ensures that way and that's the way it works. And by working nights, you literally flip your body upside down and it has to adapt. And it just doesn't happen overnight. No one, I believe that nobody in the world is programmed to work night shift. Yeah, the graveyard stuff. It's, you're not programmed to do it. And no matter how hard you try, you're never going to be as as healthy and as happy as working days. Yeah. And like, I didn't have any issue with it. So I started working nights, nursing school, then, you know, night shift for four years and I had no, no problem with it. But after a while you start realizing that there's wear and tear. And I think when we started travel nursing, we finally said, this is too much. We started getting uh, conflict with our own schedule, personal schedule. Like we're going to talk about consistency. It's hard to get a good schedule for what we're doing, you know, outside of nursing, but also for sleep. Like we'd have to sacrifice four hours sometimes. Maybe you have to wake up at three, you know, sleep three hours, run some errands, then try to get a, you know, regular schedule, go to sleep at 9 p.m., just have a regular quality of life. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. And for me, the thing I changed most, the hours of sleep haven't really changed for me because I feel like when we come out of work, yeah, we get off work at 7.30, but then we have about a 45 minutes to an hour drive home. So you get home at around 8.30, 8.15, we usually go to eat, we usually go to gym, and then we do a few things around the house, right? So we don't really go to bed until like 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock, yes. sometimes even midnight. And so we're getting about five to six hours of sleep a night, roughly. That's basically how much we were getting working nights as well. So the amount of sleep you get is not necessarily, or for us, not necessarily uh, the differentiating factor. The, the differentiating factor is the quality of the sleep I get. I feel like I sleep so much better sleeping during the actual nighttime compared to coming from from work, working nights, coming home in the morning and going to sleep throughout the day. Yes. The quality is 10 times better sleeping at night, working a regular day shift compared to working night shift. Yeah, and I found a study from the National Survey of Midlife Development, with, which analyzed 833 subjects. And the conclusion was that when you work night shift, there's a correlation between HbA1c, total cholesterol, triglyceride levels, and inversely, you have lower antioxidant markers and higher inflammatory markers. Mm. So there's just something about not following the natural cycle of life that affects it. That's the bottom line. Yeah. You can fight it. It's manageable. You take some caffeine. But when it comes to health, you are chipping away at your health working mm. nights. And it makes sense how you get all these imbalances with triglycerides, different hormonal imbalances, because you're literally making your body function in a way that's not programmed to function. We're not saying you can't adapt. You're going to be able to survive working night shift, but longevity-wise and feeling great-wise, that's not going to be the best thing long-term. You could, it's definitely sustainable. You could do it for X amount of years, but eventually it's going to take a toll because all that stress, all that hormonal imbalances, all that triglyceride imbalances, all the imbalances you have in your body, it's going to slowly add up. Yeah, and there's also something called the shift work sleep disorder. So this is for the people that are working long shifts, and there are symptoms that could develop. Sometimes you might have difficulty concentrating and headaches, irritability, which could lead to stress, issues with your personal life and relationships, professional. You could have a lack of energy, 
drive, decrease productivity, maybe lower intimacy. You could have insomnia, which is having an inability to fall asleep. I feel like I had that sometimes when it, when it came to transitioning between shifts. Mm-hmm. And also, you might have an ability to make a quick decisions. You might have being paired when it comes to that. And I've realized a few of these sometimes when it comes to concentration, but we're already doing so much, you know. It could be a headache related to caffeine, but definitely going back to days, I have no trouble sleeping anymore. Mm-hmm. That got solved. Yeah. My theory on shift work sleep disorder, it's I feel like it's more of burnout. Yes, that's true. You have those nurses that they haven't burnt out for days on end. They're always coming. They feel like they've been burnt out for months at a time. We say burnout, but that actually, I think, might actually be shift work sleep disorder, right? Because if you're consistently burned out for a week straight, that's not like a one-time thing. When I think of burnout, I mean, you get burnt out at work, and then you take a few days off, and you recoup, and then you get back into it. Yes. That's how you solve burnout. But these nurses are, are doing that to treat burnout, and it's still not helping. So that's... That's that's a sign that you're not in burnout. You're probably in this disorder that we just talked about. Yes. Because if you consistently are trying to solve burnout by the ways by the, um, the ways you're actually supposed to solve it, you're supposed to feel better by taking time off, by taking days off, by you know taking a mental health day. It's completely okay. But if you're constantly trying to improve and it's not working, you might be in shift or sleep disorder for sure. And it's not just burnout at that point. You can't just keep saying, I feel burnt out, I feel burnt out, I feel burnt out. If you're saying that every day, it's something bigger than burnout. And you got to figure that out. I agree with mm-hmm. you. So that's the pro and con for when it comes to quality. You get to choose depending on where you are with your career. We've worked, you know, nights to have our have the perks. Now we're moving on and we're cherishing our body and we feel great. Mm-hmm. So the next pro and con is noise and the pace of the environment. So if you're working day shift, it's a whole different pace right now, meaning it gets busy. There's constantly, constantly people coming in and checking in. There's new orders. There's a dietitian coming. There's a doctor rounding. Hey, you're coming out of the room. If you're in isolation, you're talking to them, getting some new orders. Uh, that's one thing that I've realized, like uh, a pro and a con is on nights, I'm able to figure out my day a little bit. Okay, this is going to happen. And when it comes to days, you might have one set of orders. You click refer, refresh. And now the doctor wants this, you know, and now you're switching pace. There's a lot less predictability work in um, day shift oh for sure predictability is definitely a major factor when we come into night shift we have a list of tasks and we know that that list of tasks once that list of tasks is done the majority of your shift shift is already complete yeah yeah something might go wrong where you might need a pressure but those those things you don't really associate when you plan out your day right plan out accordingly but the main main thing is that that list of tasks doesn't really change based on orders compared to days like matt was saying one hour you you might be done with everything that you have to be, be doing. And then two hours later, there's new orders. So yeah, you have an idea of what you need to do that morning, but you also know that, hey, it's a new day. There's going to be new rounds and we're going to need to implement new things. So night shift passes off to what they did and what the plan was yesterday for, for today. And so you yes. have an idea of yesterday's plan for today. Well, guess what? Now this plan is being initiated. So what that means is there's going to be tasks getting knocked off, but also more tasks added on. So it's a lot lot. A lot less predictable, for sure. Yeah, and you have to think on your feet. So, like, if you're, like, a new grad, mm-hmm. well, maybe this might be not the route for you to day shift. Nights, it's a little bit easier because you have the set of orders, all the doctors rounded. You have this idea of what's going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. If you want to knock out your bath early, you're one of those nurses by 9 o'clock, then new meds, group all that together. 
now your night's a little bit slower, you could chill. Mm-hmm. One of those cons, though, is sometimes you're watching the clock. The pace is slower on nights. I understand, like, there's still stuff that happens, but that pace slows down and you're watching a clock. Mm-hmm. It's 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, you feel tired. On day shift, I don't have that. I'm always doing stuff and just, like, I feel amazing now that these shifts are actually flying by mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, it's interesting because on days you have everybody rounding, all these clinicians, physicians, telling you what to do and answering all your questions. And at nights, you don't have that, which goes nicely into the next subject where to compensate for that lack of clinical and medical expertise, you have very good team-oriented structures in place on yeah. nights. I would say not, both days and nights have very good teamwork, but I feel like nights is a little bit closer because at nights you don't always have that chance or the option to call a physician. Yes. Yeah, you always want to try and call them, but they don't always pick up, so then you have to still fix the, the problem. So at nights, it's more of a cohesive learning environment where you have time to figure things out, but you also have the knowledge of the nurses around you. So everyone's a little bit closer because on days, if you can't figure something out, then you call a physician about it. On nights, like I said, you might not have that option or you might first ask your coworkers because if it's something that you could simply fix that maybe you weren't aware of how to fix or you weren't aware of there's a protocol for that, you don't want to be calling the physician for no reason if the nurses are already can answer that for you. And, you know, that's kind of the beauty of it, how you kind of compensate. So if you want to yeah. figure out how to do certain things, certain tasks, certain procedures, nights is cool because it's a slower, so you're able to stay in there for a little bit longer and kind of pick the brains of people compared to days where they just want to do the procedure, get it done, get over it because they had to do it for somebody else. Yes, yes. And team building also, like I would say something about night shift the nurses are just to get, you know, more grouped up. I feel like they're, we're like a pact, you know, compared to like days, which is all over the place. Survival. Yeah. And this is based on experience. And also like ICU, we don't have techs often. Mm -hmm. So we're relying on nurses all the time. There's a lot more resources on day shift. You could ask anybody around. It could be even maybe like non-nursing sometimes, respiratory tech. There's just more resources. Nights, there's just nurses mostly. So you really become a close niche team. Mm -hmm. You're always looking out for everybody, checking up whatever you know people need things because there's just not as much people. Right. Yeah, especially when shit goes down, yes. when a patient deteriorates or goes south. A night shift, you're greatly relying on your nursing coworkers and your and your peers to help you on the situation. Compared to days, you're gonna have other people running in the room. You might have a few doctors, residents, you know, doing certain things. And nights, guess what? It's just you until the physicians get there. If if they get there, you're running the show basically. Yeah. And nights, you're basically running your own call because by the time the physician comes in. It could be you know, already minutes in compared to days where you have a doctor literally just around the corner at any given moment. Yeah, and I would say also I had a code blue recently, mm-hmm. and I've realized that there are so many people that are gathered in the room during day shift. Mm-hmm. On nights, we probably have like four or five people that are running the code. Mm-hmm. On day shift, it was 15 people just lined up all on the, all on the freaking wall across. You saw it because you were there. That's the main thing with like days. We have a lot of residents that are newer and our new nurses, everyone wants to go see that code, go do that, because these people have been in med school for so long that they're they're driven by this excitement. They want to experience it. They want, they want to see because that's what they're going to be running in their future. Not including students like the respiratory therapist. Right. There's nursing students. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of people. Yeah, and sometimes it's better to have less than more because that just interferes with communication because there's been a handful of times where there's been too many people in the room during a code, and it's just dysfunction. There's too much... You know, chiefs, not enough Indians or, or yes. whatever, or not enough Native Americans or whatever they, the saying <laughs> is or whatever, you know. But that's the beauty of night shift is since 
you don't really have anybody, to, you don't really always have somebody to fall back on. You have to know that material. You have to know what to do in a code. You have to know what rhythm is shockable, what's not. And you have to know how to properly run a code because you don't have all the resources and you're going to have less people in the room, which makes communication a little bit better. But again, the patient's life is in your hands. And that goes perfectly into the next pro and con, which is learning ver- versus autonomy. Will you explain right there, Pete, is autonomy. As a night shift nurse, and now we're going to vouch for the experience of ICU, I have so much more autonomy. Mm-hmm. And I'll use an experience here with, with one of my patients. I started Presidex. Uh, her blood pressure was like in the 60s. And what do I do? I grab a freaking 250cc bolus, some secondary tubing. I was about to go give a secret bolus. Night shift, you have autonomy because you don't want to call a nurse practitioner, a PA right now. You don't want to bother that doctor at 3 a.m. You're going to try to figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I'd be, I, I was a night shift nurse and day shift trying to do that. And then I stopped myself. I'm like, wait, I'm a nurse practicing medicine. Let me slow down here. And I go to my charge. And she's just like, well, let's page a doctor. I'm like, okay. What sucks in this hospital that we work at currently is we have the doctors don't have pagers. We can't just dial 8762. Hey, doc, I need A, B, and C. Here we dial pound seven and then they have to page you back. Mm-hmm. And it took me like over 10 minutes before I got the hold of the doctor. Yeah. That's a delay. So that it shows you the autonomy that you have as a nurse mm-hmm. nights versus days. Yeah. It's a little annoying, but nights for sure autonomy. And that's why I like nights. That's why I stick to nights because as you progress in your nursing years, you become a little smarter than you were the prior years. So you kind of know how to fix certain situations. You know the typical routine that doctors are going to order, especially if you've been in the same unit for, let's say, three or four years. You you, you know how the physician treats these patients and how yeah. they treat these symptoms, these issues, especially if you worked in like a specialized unit, not just a general ICU. I'm not like general ICU, you're going to learn a lot. But if you're more like a specialized like cardiac or let's say neuro, you're going to know exactly what the neurologist is going to want yeah. to order, depending on what the sodium level is, whatever the protocol is, because you've been doing it for so long. Because a lot of times in hospitals, it's medicine, but it's on protocols. So for the same issues, we treat it usually the same way. So, and that's, that's really cool, but it's like a little bit annoying for a nurse to keep calling the, the doctor about the same issues where they already know how to treat. Yeah. So like Matt said, patient's hypotensive, let's look at something else. You know, lay them flat, check the CVP. If the CVP is two or one or slow, give a little 250 bolus, maybe just need some fluids. Like you check on the MAR, hey, he got Lasix for the first time. His, his edema is, is, is gone, you know, lungs sound good. CVP is low, maybe he needs a flu, maybe he's overdiuresed him. And instead of calling yes. a physician, I'm not telling you guys to do this, but instead of calling, calling a physician, you kind of solved your own issue. 250 bolus isn't the biggest bolus in the world. It's a pretty small bag. But if they have heart failure, obviously it's going to be a more itch, issue or a pulmonary hypertension or things like that. Yeah, that's why like now that I work days, I, have, I feel so much autonomous as a nurse where in the ICU, I start my day in the morning and I write down everything I want for my patient to be done. I write that lats down. If the, you know, the pH is high, I'm going to ask to, you know, decrease the respiratory rate and we'll see how things play out. Mm. And this is the pro for working day shift, for example. You have this learning ability. You have, you know, in this place, trauma ICU that rounds, nephrologists, cardiologists. You have all these consults that you're, you're, you could ask questions like, oh, hey, when are you going to do, like I asked the orthopedic surgeon for that trauma guy, when are you going to do his foot? Well, first we're going to fix the the femur, then we're going to work on his you know, right shoulder and things like that. You could ask about the pins or about compartment syndrome. You get to pick the brain 
of the surgeons, people going to die, year, you know, to school for 14 years. I was able to do that on night shift. Mm-hmm. And that's, this is what's so cool, where you can learn exponentially on day shift. Right. And it's cool because they do a bedside. Yes. He can exactly explain to you while showing at the same time. You could tell you, hey, he's got compartment syndrome. That's why we're letting the, the blood, blood ooze out. He's going to have a lot of bleeding. And he's there in the room yeah. explaining to you, showing, showing you things. It's just like a, you're, you're communicating differently and it's a more personal level instead of just on the phone. Hey, doc, this is what's going on. I need orders. Yeah, or it's like on night shift. It's like, yeah, we changed the dressing with the surgeon. But now I'm actually with the surgeon cutting the dressing, wrapping it up newly, asking questions about all this. Yeah. Like it's, cool. it's different. Yeah, it's cool because, you know, you'll be doing dressing with a surgeon and you're like, is that how it's supposed to look? I haven't dealt with anything like this this before or not recently. And, you know, he's telling you about, oh, this looks, he's telling you, hey, this looks great. It's healing nicely. And you're like, for sure. It's, it's good because at nights you might change the dressing. And you're like, damn, is that is this normal? You don't know. Like this? You don't know. And while you're there with the surgeon, he's taking a look at it. And even if you're not sure, he's going to reassure the patient. Or based on orders, he's going he's gonna to give you, you're gonna, it's going to dictate it's, is it good or bad. You're going to step out the room. It's like, oh, he's healing nicely. And he talks to his residents. And it's cool to listen to him talk to the residents and how they teach the residents yes. on how to do things. That's so interesting because they literally teach and then they, they ask, like, hey, we're on vancomycin, but his you know, creatinine is, is, is 1.2, but his liver enzymes are still normal. Should we transition? And it's cool how, how ID talks about what antibiotics they should use and how it affects different labs and when is a good time to switch. Should yes. we do the whole full course or is it, or is it being nephrotoxic? And it's just like, it's mind-blowing. I'm just like, damn, so this is how... This is how ID does business because you don't know. And, and sometimes I don't even know why the patient is getting antibiotics. Yes, because you just read a note. Mm-hmm. Now you get to ask. Right. Like, you know, a patient on antibiotics, but, but, but for what? There's like four underlying infections. Which one is it getting treated for? You know, it's interesting. Yep. Next one is just a pro for night shift here, and that's salary potential. So normally, not as much for travel nursing. I think travel nursing has higher pay for night shift usually. You mostly see this in general staff nursing. There's a differential. Mm-hmm. So... There is 1,872 hours a week, in a year, I'm sorry, if you do 36 hours a week. So if you, if you work 312s and you have an extra 350 an hour, extra four bucks, whatever differentials with weekends, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking about five grand plus sometimes. Yeah, it's a big positive. And you might see that as, a lot, as really beneficial, but I'm going to tell you right now that the way I feel working days compared to the day I feel working nights Money's not a factor. Yes. Not at all. Because I would give up, rather give up that money and work days and have a normal schedule compared to making a little bit more on nights. But, but when you were a young person, and this goes into the pillar, you were taking action right now. You wanted that money right now. You wanted to pay off your loans. You wanted to get a car. How were you able to do that? That extra ching-ching, you know? So being 21, 20, I mean, 22, 23, that was your mindset. Right. Now you're wrapped up. Hey, man, I care more about my health. I'm getting older. I ain't trying to have my testosterone get freaking, you know, slow, you know, uh, decrease. I'm trying to grow, you know, I'm trying to get some gains. Yeah, longevity wise and, and staying well, night shift, definitely not a long term move. If you're trying to stack up the bread yes. and you're younger, definitely go for it because, you know, you have a lot of benefits that man and I talked about with. With nights a little slower, you're able to take a time with things, you're able to build a schedule for yourself and do things more in a timely manner compared to being in a little bit more chaos yes. on, on days. So, you know, you could say the workload is a little bit less and you get paid more. So that's a really good place to start if you don't yeah. want to head right in or you're kind of nervous, kind of skeptical, especially if you're, if you're one of those nurses that have always been told to do med search first so you get comfortable and you want to do a specialty like ICU or or PICU or neonatal ICU or NICU, things like that, 
and you want to do your do your your field, but you keep getting pressured to do like med surge or things like that, I would say go into your specified field that you want to do and start with nights. Yes. If you're kind of iffy, if you don't think you're there yet, but I would still say try and hitch your ideal unit and start on nights if you're unsure. Don't do a unit that you don't want to do because then you're going to learn that unit off the bat and it might change your perspective on nursing and then you might get stuck. So go out and perform and do the stuff that you want to do. Yeah, and plus nights is that pace. Mm. Yeah. Slow down, you're going to be able to learn quicker. Right. The next pro and con is patience and families. So patience, of course, when you work night shift, you're more involved in the care, you're doing the bath when it comes to the ICU, and you don't see the family. We didn't see family basically at all when it comes to, you know, the virus and all that. Now, you know, visiting hours changed. You get to see the family towards the end when they're about to leave. You might say hello, visiting hours, and at 7 in the ICU for us now, 9 p.m. in other places, you, you get to kind of like, you know, fade away. It's mm -hmm. a double-edged sword because family interaction is cool. We, we've done nights for so long where, you know, we know how it is. And now this is like very refreshing for day shift. We get to interact with family and talk to them and get to know them. Yeah. And in, in our point of time in our life, that's a perk for us now. We enjoy that. But it's a double-edged sword. It depends how you want to do nursing right now. Right. It's very true. Definitely double-edged sword. And I actually enjoy talking to family. Sometimes I I'll, I'll didn't like it, but I actually don't, don't mind it as much as I thought I would. And I think... Since we haven't really talked with family as much as normal day shifters have, yes. I think that's why we're kind of a little more chatty and more willing to, because I'm sure there's going to be a point where we're going to have like a feeling or a sense of family burnout, you could say, where you're dealing with family every day and you're just stuck in a, in a runt where you're just getting negative remarks from family and yeah. you're not getting along or something's happening. And you're going to have a week or two weeks or even a month where you and the families aren't just cl aren't clicking. And that's going to most likely lead to burnout from talking to family. And sometimes families more stress mentally than the patient themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if they're, if they're, the hardest thing is people that don't speak English. I feel like I see that a lot here. And that makes things a lot harder when you're going through a translator or you're going through a family member and they're passing that information on to the rest of the family. Because you know how in certain hospitals, they can only have one direct contact and that's the only person that can get information. Yeah. And, you know, things get lost through messages. I might talk to, one, to the, the person, the family that gets the phone call that's on the list as, the, as a key, key player, as you could communicate to. And I'm going to explain something to them. And then I think they understand and then I'm explain it wrong to the family. Instead of me explaining everything to the family while they're on speakerphone. Yeah. That's more beneficial because everyone's going to have their own intake, their, their own input, their own questions. And I had a patient in when we were working in Santa Monica... The family, I would pass that information, update to the family. And then the next day, the family would come with me with questions. So there's like a list of questions they wanted me to answer. And the thing is, I answered these questions already before. So I'm basically repeating myself the, the same thing because, like I said, things get lost in translation. They, they do. And some people don't know how to explain this the same way I would do, as well as some people have different opinions and questions based on what they are told in the way they're told. So that was kind of a little bit irritating, but... Right now, I, I haven't had any issues with doing it with family. Just because on days, the family might call you a few times. It might get a little irritating, but that's just how it is sometimes. And so far, I, have, I haven't felt like the family burnout. You had a positive do. experience. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're you know, listening, you might have a language barrier like us. Some people don't like talking and interacting with people as much. They just want to do nursing. They want to learn and you don't want to deal with family that reason there's there's nothing against there's nothing bad with that 
do night shift. You're going to have less exhaustion from the family. You can focus on nursing at hand. Because mm-hmm. you know how, like, there's levels to nursing where you first, like, get get so focused on tasks, and then you level up where you're figuring out the disease process and whatever single disease process has, like, med-wise. Mm-hmm. Then you f- start figuring out how, you know, the transition of care. Then you get bigger picture, and you just understand everything holistically so quick. That takes time. That, that took years to understand that, right? And we're still learning. And we're still learning. So night shift might be that benefit so you could just have more time me have that learning. Like, there's pros and cons to both. It's just your style of nursing at that given time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to close. I think we hit all the marks, right? Uh, there's also one more thing. So the next pro and con is your family and personal time. Oh, that's a big one too, man. So you, want, you might want to be a night shift nurse because you want to see your kids. Mm-hmm. If you're a day shift nurse, you get to miss your kids going to school and having lunch with them. You, you don't get to say goodbyes. You don't drop them off to school. They come back from school. You don't get to pick them up. You don't get to do homework with them because your shift ends at 7 p.m. Yeah. And there's a lot of benefits for working night shift for that reason because you're there for your kids. I don't have kids personally, as you guys know, but I've learned that from all the experience that I had and interaction with different nurses. It's really hard raising a family and being in a relationship if you have split schedules. Yes. Because first of all, you have less time together, which is the main thing, which is less time for interaction, less time for communication. And then you're also sleeping at different times of the, of the day, which decreases all those as well. So you don't learn how to grow with each other while growing up, right? Because when you have a family, you all grow together. And there's sometimes like a miscommunication with that yes. or, or, or misconnect. But there is a handful of nurses that I've met that are, are able to do that completely fine. So they get out of work. As soon as they get out, they drop their kids off at school. Then when the kids are at school, they sleep. They wake up, pick their kids up, make some dinner or do their thing, and then go, go to work. Simple function like that. Yes. Those are pretty high-functioning individuals if you're a person that could do that because that, that's a lot. Because uh, you and I, we do stuff outside of work when we're doing nights and then when we felt how hard it is to wake up and, and, and get going and doing these things and then going back into work. Yeah, that, so that's mad respect for people that, that can do it. And like it's super hard, especially on a relationship level too, like with dating and stuff. If you're in a relationship and they work a typical nine to five and you're a night shift nurse, that's going to decrease that communication, decrease that that comfort you have with each other because you're just not there as much as other people are. But it's definitely doable. That's where, you know, communication comes into play as well and understanding that, hey, I have my personal life, you have your personal life, but we're in a relationship and we like spending time together, so let's make a make best of the time that we have together. Yeah, and that, pers- planning. And that personal time also goes into, like, friends and family. When you work night shift, like, you feel exhausted working at 12 mm not sleeping enough and then you wake up there's a family party you you feel the disconnect sometimes oh, yeah. so your personal life might get affected working night shift sometimes feels like you're living on another planet because mm-hmm. everybody's operating during the day but you sleep during that time and you're awake when nobody's texting you really because you're on opposite schedules mm-hmm. maybe you're an introvert and like that you want that space one benefit i liked about my personal time for night shift is i had time for podcasts Oh, I shouldn't be saying this on air, but yes, sometimes I'll have a little headphone in and I'll listen to something when I'm mm-hmm. sleeping. I had that personal time to look at my finances sometimes, catch up on things, maybe pay a bill. That got completely erased on day shift. Mm-hmm. That pace is insane. Yeah. And you plus you can't have a headphone in. People are looking. There's management. All that's gone. There's no personal time. It's just work. Yeah, it's just work. But I feel day shifts go by quicker than nights. Like there's there's been a few shifts where... 
I'm so busy where I'm not struggling. I'm just super busy. Just getting stuff done, taking care of business, making phone calls, doing doing whatever, getting ready for procedures, taking patients down. Or I look at the clock, and I'm like, damn, three o'clock. And I'm basically took care of almost everything and maybe a few more doctors in my round, and I'm going to start focusing on charting. And so that's super busy. Time flies by. Time flies by. But it's it's you're moving during that time. Yeah, it's it's different, especially being an MRI for three hours. Yeah. And overall, I just enjoy this day shift life that we um we we took on it's different the pace the schedule i know when it comes to also personal time a lot of people need a whole day to recharge as a night shift nurse you hear that Mm. it's like yeah that that first day i'm off i don't do anything but sleep and Mm. it's like for us it's different we just pick up the gear right away like we're just like well lubricant machines man wherever we left off we pick up on the podcast we get going Mm. as well so it's also the type of person that you are if you're a go-getter Night shifts for you. You make more money. You'll you'll make that time. Sometimes you'll sacrifice that a, a day's worth of sleep, like we did before, mm-hmm. and just do a vlog. It's totally up to you. And yeah, that's the podcast. Pros and cons. You choose what you what you like doing based on your time of your life. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Leave a comment. Tell us some good words. Give us all the stars. Peace out. Peace.